Welcome back, everybody. Welcome Tuesday back. morning, November 22nd, and you are listening to The Daily Threat. Okay. You look a little bit different this morning. Yes, I finally got a haircut. Is that also a new yarmulke? No, well, it's a a yarmulke from uh, Nissen Hersh's Bar Mitzvah. You see, it has his initials on it. (laughs) Yeah. I I just like it. I like it better than the other yarmulkes. Why? It's smoother, you know. It has a good look to it. Before this haircut that you just got, which was... was the last time I got a haircut? Yeah. I don't know. My hair was getting too long. Uh, You know what? I I really don't pay attention to my haircut schedule like you do and your brothers do, but... um, now that I watch these podcasts, I was able to see what my hair looks like. I didn't like the way it looked yesterday, and I thought that it was time for a haircut. So uh, looks pretty good. I went in looks this morning. It's not too short. Oh, my phone. We're recording. Okay. So that's that's great. And then I went in this morning to get a to get a haircut. You know, I get a I get a. A scissor cut. Now you get a lawnmower cut. You oh, know? I think I I think I have a good barber. No, your hair's growing back already. You know. But you think it was too short? What? Well, I don't know. You, I don't know what you guys. I don't know what you say to the barber when you walk in there. <laughs> well, probably one and a half. One and a half. I don't on know. I don't, I don't even know how that uh, so-called uh, scale works. I just get a get a haircut. I told him I went to Mel here on Central Avenue. I told Mel just just make it a little shorter than you usually do, so I don't have to come back so soon. So you all. don't remember how many months has it been before? Um, let me see. I would say it's probably about two months. Wow. You know, my hair, wherever I have hair, uh, grows pretty fast. But it does it? Okay. Where, where there's no hair, it's not a problem. Uh, no hair grows. So well, I think our our emails are going to be flooded with uh, positive feedback on your haircut. You think so? Uh, did anyone comment on yours a few days ago? What was the so last I think week? one person did. You know, it's funny. I got really say? got really interesting feedback on Shabbos. I was walking to shul and someone. Stopped me and he said, "You look better in person." So uh, you heard it first there, I guess. I look better in person. Well, I don't know. I also was, I was I was at a wedding Sunday night when you were at the Canis, and I'd say we're doing this about six, seven, eight weeks. Something like and, that. And uh, for the first time, you know, uh, people said, you know, I I watch your thing on uh, the podcast uh, every morning. You know, and, and you, you tell know, them, oh, well, I've been publishing a newspaper and no, writing. No, I get for the that. I get that too. I, I get that. I get that too. You know, we did. I did a series, my own podcasts last year, if you remember, and um, you know the picture that appears over my column, which appears over every uh, all our regular writers' columns. Uh, you know, I get recognized from that too. In Eretz Yisrael, I get uh, stopped. Sometimes. The picture is a little outdated, no. No, it's from your wedding, actually. When? How long are you married? Three years. Uh, Two thousand eighteen. Almost four years, right? Yeah. Oh wow, it's gonna be four years pretty soon, right? December. All right, yeah. so that picture's four years old. You're gonna you're, you're preparing an anniversary gift for me? Yes, as usual. As usual? Yes. Well, um so we're gonna start off our day with some, you know, interesting news out of the UK. Okay. They had a they had an event and I'll just show the video and we'll explain it after. That is from outside of Buckingham Palace, I think in remembrance of the Holocaust, the chief rabbi was present and they played, you know, it's funny, like you'd think they'd play, you know, Hava Nagila or something well, very Hatikva. traditional, Tikva. They played 
Mashiach. I don't know. She Mendelus must have had something to do with that. He must have been you involved think so? in, in the production. Well, someone gave him the idea to play a Mordechai and David song. It really, it's really, really funny. Um, so that's that's happening in the UK. And someone, I, th- I saw a status. Uh, I think Five Town Central. They wrote that even they can't wait for Mashiach to come. Even they're preparing for Mashiach's arrival. Okay, that's, um, a, that's a good observation. Yeah, that is a good observation. Um, but so here we are, another episode today. It's a busy, busy news cycle. Um, we have the FIFA World Cup that is happening right now in Qatar. Yes. I've heard some people call it Cater, but it's Qatar. It's either, it's either, it's either Qatar, it's Qatar or Qatar. I got, happens to be, I got some, I got some criticism on the way I pronounced Qatar. No, Marushas? I don't even remember. Like, um, I, yeah, Marucius? I saw the way it was spelled. Um, um, I think it was spelled fine. Just like pronounced it wrong. I don't know. Did you look it up? I'll tell you. I'll play some voice notes of the way people. Some someone texts me. It's Mauritius. Mauritius. Okay. And then, be. like, by the way, and like a, a really crazy amount of people said this to me. Like, I'll play. A, I'm pretty sure it's pronounced Mauritius. Mauritius. I didn't like botch it totally. And first of all, Mauritius. you know, only I guess only the really wealthy people know what Mauritius is. What's that do with Speaking wealth? of, I don't know. I feel like it's like an island that you go to if you're really wealthy. I don't but know. I think it's an island where you're going when you're hiding from somebody and you don't want to be found. That might be the right place to go. Oh, is that so? That or Hurleyville, New York. You know, someplace. Hurleyville, New York. How no, does that work? No one's, no one's looking for anybody in Hurleyville. It's up there between well, I, Fallsburg I, I, and I don't Montes even Sol. know where Hurleyville came into Exactly my point. But um, speaking of really wealthy people, this doesn't only apply for them, but we want to give a shout out to our sponsor for today, and that is Preferred Van and Services. Right. Guys, comfortable 15-seater 15, passenger vans, plenty of luggage space, and they can be reached via WhatsApp. You know, you don't have to call anybody. You don't have to email anybody. Go reach them via WhatsApp. The link is in our description. That is Yankee Geller from Preferred Van and Services. The next time my father's going to the airport, that's who he's using. He's right. going to give him a call. So uh, you want to travel in 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 like high quality. You want to feel the, the white glove service. Go ahead and reach out to white uh, to preferred van services. Hit the link in the description in the show notes and get in touch with them. That's they are the number exciting. one choice in transportation. That's very exciting. I hope to call them in a yeah. few weeks when when we go to the airport. God willing. Um, and um, so yeah, oh, I want to tell you, say about Cutter. You see, we we live like Cutter. You can't say Cutter. Like the the news the news announcer called Cutter. Are you serious? It's Q A T. I thought it's it's Qatar. It's it's Qatar. It used to be Qatar, but now now a, what? A lot of people called the people in the in the U.S. government when they talk about it, it's Cutter. Are you okay? serious? Yes, it's not okay. You it's can check it out. And you, you know, we see a lot of planes flying over. We're about 15 yeah. seconds. Planes fly over where we live, where we're talking to you from. Planes fly over here like 15 seconds before they hit the runway at, at JFK. And you'll see Qatari Airlines, you know, through the day. Um, and it's usually, and usually at they the have bar- a Qatari Airlines? I thought it was just United yeah. Arab Emirates. No, that's, a different, that's a different country. UAE is the Emirates. That's a different country. These are very oil-rich, uh, wealthy countries. Now, Qatar... Or Qatar, if you prefer. I prefer Qatar, yeah. Okay, Qatar, uh, uh, not to be misstated as guitar. It's not a guitar. It's it's Qatar. Very good. Very Qatar good. is a very elth, a very wealthy uh, Gulf um, uh, oil uh, sheikdom. Uh, big uh, sponsors of um, of uh, Palestinians in Gaza, um, and there's an agreement between Qatar and Israel to allow them to ship. Hundreds of millions of dollars every month into the Gaza Strip. What's that? Israel has a an arrangement with Qatar that they, Qatar can can send hundreds of millions of dollars into Gaza. Right. Why? 
Well, it keeps the natives in Gaza. It keeps them very restful. It also gives them rockets. <laughs> you know, I don't know about that. That's that's a, that's probably the, something they have to work out. Israel has to figure out a way so that they don't use the money for rockets. But they're supporting the uh, I don't know the one or two million people that live in in Gaza. Number one. But the thing, the reason that uh, Qatar or Qatar is in the news today is with the World Cup. It's taking yeah. place right there, right now. And uh, I spoke to Rabbi Mark Schneier, mm-hmm. who is in Doha, Qatar, okay. uh, where the games are being played. And I found out, number one, the news was that for the first time, there's direct flights from Tel Aviv to Doha. And about 10,000 Israelis are traveling back and forth between Tel Aviv and uh, Doha. Um, it's um, 1,100 miles. It's a, From Israel? Uh, yes, I looked it up this morning. It's about the same distance from here to uh, Florida. Okay. Uh, it's a it's a two hour forty four hour flight, and two uh, hour and forty four minute flight. Yeah, that's what I say. Two two, you said two hour forty four hour. No, two hours forty four minutes. I flight. think that's Mauritius twice. Right. I don't know Mauritius is. Do they have a Mauritius airline? I haven't seen Mauritius airlines yet. Mm, let's see. Maybe a little helicopter. Maybe be a helicopter coming. You got to take a few flights. Um, but um, a, a lot of Jews, uh, uh, soccer fans. Now, I was in Israel a few years ago during the World Cup. And the World Cup in Israel, the Middle East, and Europe—that's like the World Series in the really? United States. People, you know, the restaurants, the 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 pizza stores, the clubs, Ben Yehuda. There's large screens everywhere, and all they do is watching guys running back and forth on the field. Soccer is interesting. Ever been to a soccer match? Uh, no. Have you? I have. I went with my with Doby Schreiber, Andy Scharf, Nissen. We went really? to we went to a USA a USA game. We went to USA versus Turkey. Where at Yankee Stadium? No, it was in it was in New Jersey. I think it was like in Red Bulls. I, I, it was I don't even know who, who won. I don't, I don't remember. It was, I think USA won. It was pretty boring. I'm not gonna lie. It's, it's uh, a no, long game. There's, uh, there's a lot of running back and forth. There's also not a lot of goals. Like there's not but, a lot of action. Well, listen, you know, yesterday the big upset was that uh, Saudi Arabia beat Argentina. Mm. Argentina, the South Americans are big on soccer. You yeah, know? and Saudi Arabia, uh, um, you know, uh, beat them. I don't know what score. But that was a big uh, victory for for the Middle East countries. They're very excited about it, especially since the games are taking place in in Doha. Another uh, another headline from the World Cup is that the Iranian team did not sing their national anthem while yeah, it was being yeah, played. Uh, I saw that. You think they're going to get in trouble when they go home? If I, they go home, I think they're going to be headed. Honestly, <laughs> like the, uh, I don't know. I hope not. <laughs> like that's. I hope not for their sake. That would be painful, but. Um, <laughs> But um, I don't know. They're they're starting up with the regime in Iran. They're having their problems. That was yeah. That was a that was a statement. That was a big statement. What's going on in Iran that that they're doing that? Well, listen, I- Iran. The Iranian people are. There was once upon a time before you were born. Iran was a good country led by the led by the Shah of Iran before the eighties. Very yeah, with a with a vibrant Jewish community, a large vibrant Jewish community. People traveling back and forth. Uh, it, they had elections. You know, okay, the the family of the 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 Pahlavi family, who was the Shah, they of course ran the country through the family, just like the uh, the monarchy, just like just just like in like in Jordan, for example, today, or in Saudi Arabia, not like uh, the monarchy. Yeah, no, there's there's, there's, a, there's a little bit of a dictatorship, cross between a dictatorship and a monarchy. Anyway, the point about why was the the Qatar in the news is because for the first time, besides being having direct flights from Tel Aviv to Doha, they're also having uh, they're facilitating uh, accommodating. Uh, kosher observant uh, fans who come to the uh, they have soccer co- games. They have kosher food. They have kosher food. So you can put up some of the pictures here. The thing in the news in the Israeli press was they said that the uh, Qataris are not keeping their promise. They promised they're going to have hot food. 
But so far, there's only cold food. Yeah, but I was, it was like midnight the other night. And I was just going through some statuses and I saw you just had on your status like f- just bagels with like n- very little context. You just posted on your status, which I had just taught you recently how to do post WhatsApp statuses, right. but you were just posting like pictures well, of bagels. That was a continuation. There was a number of, there was a number. <laughs> I, I got, uh, I spoke to Rabbi Mark Schneier, who is in Doha. And then you got inspired to post some bagels and on your he, status. He sent, me, he sent me a picture, which I even might use on the front page of the paper this a week. A picture of a bagel? Uh, no, a picture of Rabbi Rabbi uh, Rabbi um, Schneier with Rabbi Chitrick, who overseeing the kashras in the kitchen. But the complaint from Israelis that traveled back and forth to Doha said there's no hot food. And the Qataris, they want hot pretzels. They want hot knishas. Holy schnitzel. All they're getting is, oh, they want holy schnitzel maybe. All they're getting is uh, bagels and, uh, and cream cheese and a few other dishes. I don't know if you could see it. I, I bagel and a schmear? Bagel and a schmear. <laughs> bagel and a schmear they're getting. So they were, they were complaining about that. And they said that. And I said to Rabbi Schneier, I spoke to him on the phone the other day, uh, on Sunday. And uh, I said to him, but the Israeli press says that they didn't give them facilities to have a minion. He says, Israelis are coming over. We don't know who's coming over. And I don't think, we don't even know how many kosher people are coming over. All we know is we have the kosher food available to accommodate those that keep kosher. But like I said, they have 10,000 Israelis that are going to be traveling. Do you know the World Cup is a month long? <laughs> I, I don't really follow the World Cup. Well, it's, a month, it um, it's funny. A month it, I think it's the I think it's the most popular sport in the world, probably. And I'm a big sports guy. I you don't follow soccer, huh? I think once upon a time during the summer, uh, maybe what do they the call sum- soccer in Europe? Football. Exactly. Oh, you tried getting me? Yeah. I want to see what you uh, if you're on on your game. Yeah. Speaking of football, Thanksgiving is coming up. Oh yeah, that's a big football. Are you a, are you a big Thanksgiving game. observer? Um, we used to be. Uh, what do you mean used to be? I don't remember ever observing Thanksgiving. Well, I my, do remember my, that my parents. My parents used to have a growing a, up. Uh, yeah, my father used to take us out for Thanksgiving uh, to a turkey dinner. Usually, sometimes. really, yeah. But your father was from Russia. Yeah, yeah. But uh, he came in when he was sixteen years old. So we don't want to go down that route now. But he was an American boy. He felt that he came in when he was sixteen years old. Talk about when he was in his when he was when we were older. He when he was in his fifties and sixties. Um, he used to take us out uh, for Thanksgiving dinner. Uh, and then when he passed away, after that, sometimes me and my siblings would take my mother out. I thought that was um, a birthday party oh, for, yeah, for my Bobby. Mother, my, sorry, my mother was born uh, on November 25th. Oh. It's her birthday. Uh, actually, this year, if she was alive, she would be turning 102. Oh, wow. She was born in 1921. And I know that because uh, she was my mother, number one. <laughs> and number two is because that was the alarm code in our house. 1922? 1921. 1921? <laughs> in Crown Heights. Okay, that good to the, know. That was the alarm. Uh, well, the house has been pushed down, I think. But um, that, that was the code. But I remember, what I want to talk about Thanksgiving is, I remember when I was in elementary school in Yeshiva of Eastern Parkway. I don't know if it still exists or not. Uh, but um, I know it's not on Eastern Parkway, that's for sure. But they used to used to keep us in school on Thanksgiving extra long. Why? They didn't want us to have Thanksgiving dinner. Okay. I remember one year in eighth grade, you know, the English teachers didn't show up because it's Thanksgiving. You can't make guys that are in public school in the morning that are not necessarily from the observant community, you can't make them come in the afternoon on Thanksgiving to teach. Yeah. But we were we were not allowed to, to leave the building. And I remember this clearly in eighth grade that they kept us, usually we got out at 4.30. They kept us until 6.30 on Thanksgiving so that we shouldn't leave to Chas Fasholem, partake in a in a Thanksgiving uh, uh, dinner us, us, sir. Uh, anywhere. And you know what? And we discovered like halfway through the afternoon that 
There was no teachers, no rabbis, no teachers. <laughs> there was nobody in the building except us. And some of us were afraid to leave. And some of us just say, I'm getting out of here. They just left. <laughs> but I didn't leave. I waited. I don't know if I waited till 6.30. I think around, if I remember clearly, and I don't know why I remember just that, but I think I left around like 5.30 or quarter to 6. I said, that's it. I'm getting out of here. My parents are having a Thanksgiving dinner. I'm going. <laughs> That is something else. Speaking of a blast story from the past, today is the, uh, I don't even know how many years it's been. Uh, but 60. 60 something years since JFK was assassinated. No, 60, 60 uh, uh, 59. No, he was, he was killed in 63. Okay. And now, and now it's, it's uh, 2023. 22. 22. Yeah. So how much is that? That's uh, 59 years, right? I'm going to let you take the fall for that. I don't know. No, it's it's 59 years. Then. Okay, so and it's been 59 uh, years since JFK believe was Believe it or not, uh, I remember it. Do you remember? Yep. What do you, what do you remember from November 22nd? I was, uh, uh, I was, it was Friday. Um, it was Friday. Uh, I, I was sitting in my uh, parents' uh, dining room uh, with uh, a math tutor. Um, you were a kid. How old are you? Um, you don't want to date eight, yourself? Eight, nine, ten, something like that. Something like that. Yeah. 15, uh, eight, 16. Eight or nine. No, I wasn't 15 or 16. I was like eight um, or nine, or um, uh, and um, I remember the teacher. And I I, uh, I remember the guy that was tutoring me. It was a Lubavitcher guy with a red beard. Actually, I mm -hmm. even know his name, but I'm not going to say his name. I know his children. I met his children subsequently, and when I used to see them, I used to remind them that their father was sitting with me when John Kennedy was shot. Anyway, we got the news over the radio. My mother was listening to the radio in the kitchen that the president was shot. Oh my gosh! And uh, this guy heard what the president was shot, and he just got up and ran out of the house. Where'd he go? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know where he went, but uh, he, he, you know, he, he was he was a Balchuva. He was new to Chabad. Uh, he had some, you know, academic knowledge. He was a mathematician, and he was tutoring me on on I don't know long division. Uh, uh, what's the other thing called? Fractions, you know, something like that. Nothing you remember. Nothing, nothing. I, nothing I you remember I, or use. I didn't know it then, or I don't know. I don't know it now. Right. But um, but he ran out of the house, and and I remember that uh, shortly after that, uh, it was around one o'clock in the afternoon that the uh, the president w was killed. I can't imagine how chaotic that must have been in the country. Well, let's see. Um, I mean, after that. You know, I guess the security. He was right, driving in a in a in open a, motor in a convertible yeah. in Dallas, Texas. Yeah, you know, there's a lot of a lot of conspiracy theories about how that happened, and to this day, almost 60 years later, there's all kinds of crazy theories about who the killer was. Lee Harvey Oswald assassinated him. Okay, and then when they arrested Lee Harvey Oswald and were taking him into custody, another guy, Jack Ruby, shot Lee Harvey Oswald and killed him. Hmm. <laughs> you what? don't even know that. You don't even know that stuff, right? Uh, that that's uh, that's our, that was chaos. That was a chaotic time. But you know what? America held it together because the vice president was Lyndon Johnson, and the next day he flew back to Washington. He was sworn into the presidency on the plane, and America goes on. America's strong. Yeah, we America really need we, we really need Joe Biden to hold on tight though, because one step removed from him is Kamala Harris and. No, he's holding. On. He's 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 uh, he's he's not working too hard. You know, you oh, know, no, he shouldn't. Not, you don't have to worry about him overworking himself. Uh, he he's doing good. But um, in terms of government, I don't know if you saw. Uh, uh, if you flip over to Israel, they're having these back and forth negotiations. It's, it's honestly, it's the government. The Israeli politics give me a migraine. It's just like we're all celebrating. Yay, Bibi Netanyahu got elected, and now it's you know he's trying to form a government with two opposite sides of the coin. Well, no, he, he's trying to form a government. You have you have you have thirty um, from members of the Knesset. Okay, okay? 
You have Shas, uh, United Torah Judaism, and the religious Zionists. Now, uh, they're being negotiated with independently, and they're being played off once again another. Now, the news this morning was, and last night was, that they are trying to organize and unify so that they have to negotiate with Netanyahu as a unit. Because just like Netanyahu has 32 seats, they have 32 seats. Mm. And they have, the, he needs all of them. Right. So if they stick together, they can get what they want. But if they remain independent and make all kinds of crazy demands, he's going to play one against another. So that's what's going on now. Who's going to be the defense minister? Who's going to be the finance minister? Who's going to be the education minister? Those are the important things internally for Israel. Education minister, what goes on in the schools. Finance yeah. ministers, how the money is distributed and so on. Now, but bringing it back to uh, our side of the world, Mayor Adams ordered more spending cuts amid concerns that the city's fiscal health is about to take a serious turn for the worst in coming years. So uh, we're oh, a little bit into Mayor Adams' term as New York City mayor. What would you give him, an A to an F? I don't, I don't, uh, uh, I think it's a lot of fluff. Uh, his, his, the only thing he has going for him is that de Blasio was the last mayor. I know, but to be honest, is he much better? I don't know. I have a, I, I know, I met a guy last week that uh, he, he uh, is a businessman. He owns a few homeless shelters in New York. Oh, so he's and, happy. And he told me, he told me he's in the midst of building a 165 room apartment, apartment complex for, for homeless. homeless in Queens. And um, he was called by the uh, city agency that oversees uh, temporary housing, uh, that they needed housing for Venezuelan uh, immigrants that just arrived in the city. When you, when you, when the law is in New York, he said to me the following: You can come to the uh, welfare department in New York. There's a law in New York that you, if you come and you claim you're homeless, they have to put you up. That's amazing. Okay, first of all, why are there homeless he, he people said, on the street then? You could, you can, because they're mentally ill. That's why they're dysfunctional. But if you have your stuff together, you can. Uh, you said you can come in your Rolls Royce with your Rolex on and say, "I'm homeless." And they have to put you up in an apartment for the night. They may have to put you in the New York Hilton or the Waldorf Astoria or the Plaza Hotel if it's still open or in one of these uh, homeless shelters. I think you should so try it. This guy, t- I don't want you try it. I think uh, you should try you're it. A, you're a young, uh, energetic reporter. They're going to put you in the Waldorf Astoria. Go ahead. Uh, not necessarily. They might put me in this guy's. You're, you have to have, they have to give you two rooms. You Why get two? one room. That's the law. You get two rooms. Are you kidding so me? So this guy, this guy, he got called. He said, we're sending Venezuelan uh, uh, immigrants to your shelter in Queens. He says, it's under construction. It's not ready. He says, they're coming anyway. Oh, my gosh. And they arrived. Yeah. And they were in there. They, the plumbing wasn't ready. It wasn't completely built yet. This is better than sitting on the street, I guess. But they arrived. I don't know. That's, That's how Speaking New York of works. homelessness, uh, I see a title here on Chief World News. Mental health crisis. Psychologists can't meet the demand for people needing therapy. America's mental health therapists are facing a tidal wave of patients. Seeking help for anxiety and depression, creating an unprecedented shortage of professionals who can treat the disorders. According to a survey from the American Psychologist Association, APA, six in ten psychologists say they are completely booked as therapists remain in high demand from the adverse mental health effects of the COVID-19 pandemic. Well, you had Dr. Finer on here Saturday night. Yeah, I did. And honestly, if you're not sure what to do for your career, now is probably the time to get into the mental health uh, you know, side of things because it's booming. All healthcare, all healthcare this day and age is king. Uh, in the aftermath of COVID, of course, uh, you know, you could write your own ticket, uh, so to speak. But uh, from what I listened to, Dr. Finer, he deals almost exclusively with people from the from community. Our community. From community, and there's a lot of OCD in terms of how they practice Yiddishkeit and, and what's deemed as, you know, 
this is okay and this is not okay. It was a very good open discussion. People can go check that out on Meaningful People podcast. We also had a discussion with Akiva Perlman, who also is involved in this in this Indian. Um, well, listen, you have, uh, you have OHEL that, that cares, for, that provides that kind of mental health uh, um, therapy and uh, services for people. And there's a lot of people in, in, in that business. And um, we, like we were saying yesterday, I don't mean to get back on the subject of rejection letters, but life is hard. Yeah, Life is hard. It crushes a lot of people. And you got to push back. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you got to push back. You know what you were saying yesterday, if you don't mind me bringing it up again, just briefly. I know we're almost finished today, but um, I was thinking to myself last night, you you, you want you have this this uh, this this uh, vision, this fantasy vision of people knowing getting a rejection letter for a camp for a school for a seminary. Well, look at look what's happened in the last few weeks. We started learning uh, uh, Pasha Baratius. You know, Hashem created the world. Everything was going great. It's a beautiful world, trees, moon, stars, Gan Eden, you know. And then by the end of the first posture, he wanted to destroy the world. He said, whoops, this is not working out. And Noah came along, and he wasn't going to destroy everybody, but he said, let Noah and his son survive. Everybody else got to go. And then before you know it, you have Avram Vino is doing battle against the rest of the world. He has a son, Yishmael. His wife, Sarah, wants him to throw a hugger, her, I don't know what she was, but she had Yishmael, her co-wife, whatever you want to call it, and of course, Sarah couldn't have children at the time. You have to expel Yishmael and Hagar. They got to be thrown out of the house. And then you have, you know, and you have uh, the Akeda. And they finally have a son, Yitzchak, at the age of 100. Go put him on the mountain, tie him up, and kill him. What, what are you talking about rejection letters for? That's nothing. That's like having a picnic, a rejection letter that you're unfortunately you're on a waiting list. And we didn't even get to Esau and Yaakov yet. That we're first going to get to this one. Yosef. Esau um, and Yaakov. Yeah. They're twins. They're being born. They're being born this week. And, and, the, and, the, and the, Pasha, the Pasha's told us that we're. I don't uh, think that's. Uh, come on. I don't think. I hear that's what you're life. saying. Nachi. That, that is the foundation of life. Look, look, look at. Why didn't. So we should encourage. We should encourage say, it. We should encourage why rejection. Why didn't Hashem just say, you know, Barashas Burley Kim, God created the heaven and the earth, and everything was great. Have a nice day. I don't know. If you agree with my father, feel free to leave us a message on WhatsApp or email us at thedailythread at meaningfulminute.org. Of course, make sure to sign up for our WhatsApp status. We have news that's being posted there all day, clips from these episodes. But more than that, there are things happening all day in the world, and we are making sure to report it there in a nice but covetic and uh, well done. way that you could uh, digest it without yeah. being too annoyed or disturbed. Or nauseous. Anyways, <laughs> have a great day, and we will see you tomorrow.